0: Again, smmarketingsociety.com. Welcome
1: to the Web3 Business Podcast, helping you navigate the future of business. And
0: now, here is your host, Michael Stelzner. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining me for the Web3 Business Podcast, brought to you by Social Media Examiner. I'm your host, Michael Stelsner, and this is the podcast for innovative thinkers who want to know what works in the world of Web3. Today, I'm going to be joined by Jeff Kaufman, and we're going to explore the business of DAOs, how you can use a DAO to actually start a Web3 company, to get a Web3 startup completely off the ground. I know that the concept of DAOs is complicated and super confusing, and we've discussed it a fair amount of times on this show but I really think you're going to experience an unlock during today's episode. By the way, I'm at Stelzner on Instagram and at Mike underscore Stelzner on Twitter. Also, if you're new to this podcast, be sure to follow this show so you don't miss any of our future content. I was recently at Social Media Marketing World, and I had a chance to connect with some of our best customers. A lot of them listen to our podcast, just like you do. Not everyone knows what I'm about to share with you. Let's transition over to this week's interview with Jeff Kaufman.
1: Helping you to simplify your
0: Web3 journey, here is this week's expert guide. Today, I'm very excited to be joined by Jeff Kaufman. If you don't know who Jeff is, he is the founder of Parachute, a business that helps brands build Web3 solutions. He also founded Sky Club, a Web3 community for marketers who want to leverage NFTs and DAOs, and his latest venture is called Jump News. Jeff, welcome back to the show as my first return guest to the Web3 Business Podcast. How are you doing today?
1: Well, first return guest. Well, one, I feel honored, pumped to be back. A lot has changed. When, How many months ago was it when I was on?
0: Oh, gosh. It was quite a while. As a matter of fact, hang tight because I want you to update me on that in just a second. I just want to tell everybody what we're going to talk about. So today, Jeff and I are going to explore how to create a DAO that lasts. And before we go there, it was probably. I'm going to guess nearly a year ago, Jeff, when I had you on the show. In the world of Web 3, a year is like many years in the world of traditional Web 2. So why don't you give us an update? I believe I had you on the show right after Morning Brew, I believe it was, or Marketing Brew, or one of those, had written about you. So tell us in the last year kind of what's been going on with with you? So much has
1: happened. So yeah, when, when I was last on Morning Brew, their marketing section actually covered Jump as one of the leading communities for marketers who want to learn about Web3. And that was literally January a year ago. That was very exciting for us to get basically national media coverage. We hadn't done any PR outreach. We were just a group of friends hanging out in Discord, trying to understand the world of Web3. And one year ago, I mean, it still felt like sort of a baby in the space, and so much has changed. So, since then, we've done a lot. We've grown the community quite
0: a bit. Why don't you explain a little bit about who the community is for, just to give people a little bit more context on that, too?
1: Yeah. My background is marketing and advertising, 15 years living the agency life. So, the community is for marketing and advertising professionals who want to learn about Web3. That's it. Pretty simple. It's made up of people at brands, agencies, Startups, DAOs, blockchains. As we know, marketing and advertising people work at many different types of organizations. So that's the community. It's been an application-based community since its inception. And then over the summer, we decided or it was our goal to tokenize the community. If you're going to be a Web3 community and you're going to learn about Web3, you need to use Web3 tools. You need to operate in a Web3 way. And that's when we launched the Sky Club NFT And August. I'll pause there.
0: No, keep going and keep going with the story. Talk about how you're building a DAO and jump news and all that stuff. It
1: essentially started with a a request just out to my network to say, Hey, we're going on this journey and we're going to try to build something and and do something in web three. That was actually 2020 early 20. Yeah. Early 2020. And as we built the community, as we created this culture, we started learning from each other. We started experimenting. We got the right people together. Everybody is really jiving. We kind of figured out each other's talents, who's good at what, and then that led into the creation of a token. We actually had a false start, which I think is oftentimes people say, what's your learning? Or "What, what are some things that didn't work? Well, at the time, we were trying to organize and create our DAO around a fungible token, an ERC20 token. That model just has a lot of problems and inherently baked into it. Fungible tokens, they don't have a visual identity. There's a lot of speculation that can happen around fungible tokens. It's hard to sort of treat them as membership badges or, or access, especially when the price is just fluctuating all over the place. So there's just a lot of challenges with that model. So we went down that path and we decided to pivot. And in that pivot, NFTs actually became more or less the way to, to build a community, which, you know, if you've listened to many episodes on this podcast, or you've been around the space, you know that. But we were one of those communities trying to figure that out in real time. And luckily, we did figure it out in real time. And we made that pivot to the to the NFT, which was the creation of the Sky Club NFT. We called it the Sky Club NFT, because while well, the community was named Jump, and we're basically saying, hey, if you're in this community and you want to continue to go on this journey, then come over here and join SkyClub. Make the jump <laughs> to, to Sky Club, if you will, and Mint This NFT. We launched that in August. We've been running monthly Mint Windows ever since.
0: Let's transition into the DAO side of it and then mention just briefly Jump News. Yeah. Just because like it's one thing to have an NFT. It's another thing to actually try to build a DAO around it because that's going to help transition into what we're going to talk about today.
1: So as we sort of formed this this DAO of this community members that you basically have to hold this NFT in order to have access to the DAO, which is to have access to the community and Discord, you sort of have this next question. You're like, okay, cool. We all have this token. We're all aligned on chain, right? That's a big concept. If we rewind to our first conversation, we talked about how tokens were basically a social network, right? It links a group of people on chain. So once we start to link ourselves on chain, the question is, well, what do we do? We need to build something. And that's where the creation of junk news came into place. So this is a concept that we are. Pioneering in a lot of ways, so if you look at most DAOs, most DAOs are trying to say they're trying to figure out a business model. They sold a bunch of NFTs, they have this money in a corporate treasury, and they made a bunch of promises that they're going to go build a game or they're going to build a metaverse environment or things like that. And then they start accepting proposals to, to try to go off and do that. TBD on where everybody lands on that. We've taken the a different approach where we said we're going to mint this NFT. And as people come into the community, that's fantastic. However, it's not this gobs and gobs amount of money that's coming into a corporate treasury. However, there are people with skills that are aligned. And it's like, then the question is, what do we want to build? And so we came, uh, a group of us said, let's build jump news. So if we have Sky Club, which is the DAO, which is people who are linked on chain and hold this NFT, a group of us have come together and said, let's build a startup, that startup will be Jump News. And there's a lot of synergies between the people in the community and the mission of the startup and how the startup can help the DAO, which we can jump into all that.
0: Yeah, perfect. And maybe at the end, we can talk a little bit more about Jump News. This is really good. And full disclosure, I am a Sky Club NFT holder. It's not like this is one of those kind of NFTs that you trade on the secondary market. It's more like a membership pass you know, into this exclusive community. So there's a couple things that you're doing that we're going to kind of unpack a little bit here, but everyone who's listening right now, there's, there's a a wide variety of individuals that listen to this show and some of them are not sure whether they should start a DAO, right? And I want you to kind of explain what's the value proposition of actually starting a DAO for someone who's not sold on why they should consider creating a DAO.
1: Well, there's a couple angles to that. There's also the angle of should you even join a DAO? And so as people listen to conversations like that, you definitely bounce both around. Should you start a DAO? Should you join a DAO? One prerequisite that we should mention before starting a DAO is you should join a DAO. (laughs) Like it's absolutely crazy. Before we talk about the benefits, before we talk about the how-to, you have to join a DAO. You have to get involved in one before before you go create one. For me, that was Seed Club. I was involved in Seed Club. I'm still connected to Seed Club. I contribute to Seed Club. And it's very important also as a DAO leader that you figure out what other DAOs you contribute to. So there's this sort of daisy chain of connected like contributions to DAOs that have to be considered. But as far as benefits for starting a DAO, the benefits are pretty similar to if you're just in a DAO. One is innovation. You have an incredibly... Well, we'll we'll get to the steps. But innovation, a diverse group of people coming together all over the world, you're going to get ideas, you're going to get talent, which is the next benefit that you just don't have access to. So innovation... And talent. And then the third, less obvious, more technical is censorship resistance. So <laughs> that's, that's a big one there. But when you talk about decentralization, there's two sides to it. There's decentralized execution and then there's decentralized implementation, <laughs> which we can, we can unpack.
0: Interesting. Okay, well, I what I really want to do is zoom in on this. And I've interviewed Jess Loss and Steph Alisic, I think is how you say her last name from Seed Club. And there's the the concept of a DAO is such a fascinating thing, right? Because essentially the idea is you're getting a bunch of people together that were that hold tokens, right? In your case NFTs. And sometimes they don't have to hold any tokens. Sometimes they can just belong to a private group, right? But they have some sort of aligned objective. And you are essentially building something that is different than a traditional organization, right? And in your particular case, the idea is if you can bring the right people together, you can create new products, which is what you're doing. You can generate revenue and you can do stuff that might be very difficult to do traditionally in the web two world, right? Because in the web two world, you have to go out and you have to hire people, right? So this incentive change, I think maybe just talk about that a little bit. Why is it? easier, if you will, to potentially get people to participate in the creation of something when they're part of a DAO versus if they're just part of a traditional Web2 community?
1: Yep. Yep. So probably the number one thing is value flow. So when people do hold a token, value flows to the token. It doesn't have to be a security. It doesn't have to be equity. Like a group of people could hold a bunch of sneakers and, and if they treat those sneakers a certain way, value will flow to those. But it's very hard for value to flow to those in Meetspace or the Web2 world. Blockchain allows that value to flow. So when you have people that hold something and it's either hard to get, um, there's some sort of requirement or there is a price to actually pay for it, it filters out a ton of noise right? That's a just, I just want to pause there. It, it filters out noise, the token filters out noise. And then so when you bring those people together, by people holding the token and coming together around a shared mission, you've basically got, you've gotten past this initial like filter, right? You've filtered a group of people to the point where you can actually start a meaningful conversation about doing something together, right? And that's just not possible with Web2 or traditional organizations, especially at a global scale.
0: So I think just to make this really simple for people, the value flow that you're referring to is simply stated, if there's a bunch of people that hold an NFT and you create a DAO, and you decide that you're going to take a portion of all the funds that come in from this NFT, And you're going to invest it in the creation of a new product. The idea is that as that concept or business or whatever you want to call it grows, there's going to be a reward given back to those particular NFT holders, either an increased value in that NFT or something else. Is that really what I hear you say when you're talking about value flow? Is that what you're talking about?
1: Well, of course, like prices of NFTs can go up. Right. But as DAO creators, right, you can't actually promise that, but it could happen.
0: So where does the value flow go to explain that? Because it sounds good, but what does it really mean? Well, to just
1: a lot of this stuff is hard to wrap your head around until you use a tangible example, because it's all theory. So we can use Jump News and Sky Club as a tangible example. So we've got all these marketers together, brand builders that are building in, in Web3. And then we start this this startup essentially called Jump News. Well, Jump News is a media platform, a communication platform for anything that any Sky Club member is doing, right? And so as a community comes together, this startup essentially through its own mission can serve the communication needs of those holders and those builders, right? And that's just value in terms of network and visibility and all of those types of things. You could say, well, Jeff, you could do that without a token. Well, yes and no, because having the token as a prerequisite in order to be a part of that network helps ensure the network stays strong. Now, the second part in terms of more monetary, when a startup and a DAO or a product and a DAO are tightly aligned, that product or that startup should be able to go to that DAO and ask for help. And that's where you start to say, hey, this startup either has investment capital or it has cash flow capital. And it says, hey, I need proposals to help me grow. And if the Dow is made up of the right people that want to help it grow and see the value of that benefit, then you essentially have an opportunity for capital, whether it's investment or cash flows, to flow into a Dow treasury. And then this is where the token becomes very, very important because you have to understand who is going to access that treasury, especially on a global basis. And so the idea of verification through tokens and wallets is really the only way to achieve that. And so now you have people who are networked through this token who can submit proposals, they can collaborate, they can vote, they can do real work where they receive real value and create real value for said product or startup. And in that, there's this symbiotic relationship between a DAO and a product. And so in the future, you could imagine certain DAOs will likely have lots of startups and products circling them because that DAO is so good at helping those startups and products grow.
0: So thank you for answering that question. My next question is, let's say we want to start a DAO. And we want to ideally create a DAO that's going to last, that's going to stand the test of time. What's the first step that we need to do if we're going to create a a strategy for a DAO? Because it sounds like if you're not careful, you could really screw this whole thing up, right? right? Because, and you and I have talked about some steps. So what is your first step before you start a DAO? Obviously, let's assume you've already started actively participating in other DAOs. Let's just write that off as a given. What do we do when we're about to start something?
1: The the first step is the mission, which needs to be separated from a goal or an objective, right? Goals and objectives are actually come downstream. So it doesn't mean that a mission and a goal can be tightly bound together. They can, but it's a mission. Another way to put it is a call to adventure. In this case, I'm stealing Jess Sloss's language from Seed from Club, which I like the call to adventure because it kind of separates that objective kind of component out to it. Okay, so what's a what's a great call to adventure or what was our call to adventure? Our call to adventure was to bring the best brand builders in the world together and to go learn and build in Web3, right? that, that That's not, it's like, okay, well, what are we going to do? And we got a lot of those questions. Well, we're going to figure out what we want to do. We're going to create our, our objectives. We're going to go downstream from that. But the first thing is this great call to adventure, a mission.
0: Perfect. And then we also talked about it. It's important to have a narrative around that as well. So do you want to talk a little bit about the importance of having a story around that? I mean, talk to me a little bit about maybe, I don't know if you have a story or Seed Club has a story that might be useful to wrap your head around as far as like, I love the idea of having a vision or a mission or North Star, but let's talk about how we put a little bit of more underneath that.
1: Yep. So that that narrative, it can come together in two ways. One, a founder or founding team can start to create the narrative, or the community can create the narrative. So don't feel like if you have a, a great call to adventure that now you are burdened yourself with creating the the actual narrative. In Jump's case, I was lucky enough to be hit by lightning one day. And <laughs> Met- metaphorically, right? <laughs> yeah, metaphorically. And, uh, and a pretty good narrative evolved. So the narrative for us, okay, if you are brand builders, come together, building Web3, okay. Well, I'm working at an agency, been there a long time, good job, running my own P&L. Life is good, but I'm not on a great adventure, right? So life is not good from that standpoint. So what I sort of told myself was I needed a parachute. I'm leaving this corporate gig that's very comfortable and I need a parachute to go out into the world. And it started there. So that was my own personal narrative. So then as I started to discover Web3 and I started to learn about things and my network started to show this interest in learning and, as well, I was like, well, we really need a way to jump into Web3. And that's where this idea of jump came from. And then you had this this narrative kind of form that was, hey, get your parachute ready to jump into Web3, right? Just that one.
0: I love that. That's simple. I absolutely love that. What I really love is, first of all, I love the idea that you've got a story that can resonate with other people, which is part of the narrative, right? So in this case, it's the founder's story, but there's also something to that that's hopefully resonating with a lot of other people that are inside of the community, right? Many of them do work for brands right now, right? Who might want to go out on their own as a consultant or start an agency right in this new frontier and this is an opportunity for them to kind of get their feet wet and be part of something that could be something down the road right which i think is really really cool and by the way for those that are listening that don't want to start a DAO but want to start an nft project this applies you know yes what we just talked about is just as applicable to an nft project as Mm -hmm. it is to a DAO. so what's your second step we've talked about building this vision, having a narrative behind it, what's the next step in in the process for generating a great community or a dial?
1: Gotta bring people together. And you know, part of that is you've gotta have the mission and then that narrative can start to form, right? You don't have to have the narrative to bring people together. Those people can help you create the narrative. But after the mission, the great call to adventure, it's bring people together. The best way to bring people together, you have to do it on a regular basis. It does not have to be big, ideally five to 10 people to start, and then it can grow from there. But it is important that you bring those people together on a regular basis. And I would say ideally weekly. That's kind of a product market fit is not the right word, but let's just call it mission market fit, if you will, or people market fit, where if a group of people don't enjoy coming together on a weekly basis, I don't think anything's good is going to happen after that.
0: Tell us a little bit about what you've done specifically in this example of bringing people together. What does that mean? Because in some people's minds, they might be like, it sounds like I have to meet up at a local restaurant or something like that.
1: Yeah. Well, actually how we came together also Funny enough, I learned this after I'm connecting the dots literally as we speak, but the way we came together, you can actually see that DNA in the business of jump news.
0: Okay. Explain.
1: Okay. So when we first got together and we created a discord and we're hanging out and we said, Hey, let's start meeting together on a regular basis. There's the first thing we did was driven by me. The second thing we did was driven by a community. The first thing was we had weekly member roundtables right? We're a group of web three enthusiasts and builders. Let's come together. Let's learn each other's story, one person in particular, but let's also make it a round table where it's a discussion.
0: We're talking about like zoom or something like that.
1: Actually, it could be, it could be zoom. We use discord.
0: You're in the audio room or stage or whatever they call it inside of yep.
1: discord. Okay, cool. Exactly. Exactly. But you know, I, I do think you probably do it digitally. Right. As soon as you start to enter the physical space, you've drastically limited your access to smart people.
0: <laughs> right. So you're bringing people together. I would imagine you could do it with just about any technology. Obviously, if you've got it locked down in discord, you could do it with discord. You could do it in Twitter spaces. If you wanted to do it in public, you could do it in clubhouse. I'm sure you could do it in many different Facebook groups, you know, live streams, all that kind of stuff. So, so what were you doing when you were bringing people together?
1: Yeah, totally. Good point. Private, public, all good. So for us, our member roundtables, they happened in Discord. We highlight a member. We, you know, because we launched the community essentially with 100 people in Discord, we had access to a good group of people to come together and, and learn from each other on a weekly basis. So we had that and we designed around that. Very quickly, though, in the Discord that we had, we had a newsfeed channel. And we were just sharing tons of news every single day from Twitter, podcasts, headlines. And one of our community members said, hey, wouldn't it be great if we got together on a weekly basis? And we talked about the news because I'm having a really hard time keeping up. It's super complex. I don't understand a lot of the implications. We're all trying to learn. So very quickly, we started to come together on a weekly basis around two things. The member roundtable, where we got to know each other. You got the bond about our personal stories and knowledge, and then the news. And when you kind of think about those things, it's like, okay, Jump News is essentially both covering the industry, helping us learn insights, publishing our insights. But also the member roundtable is basically being extended into Jump News as we do profiles on our community members and we amplify them through Jump News.
0: Awesome. So we've talked about step one is to have a vision, mission, narrative. Step two is to really bring people together consistently. Start small in the beginning and then expand if you want to into potentially public things like Twitter spaces. What's the next step in the process for you?
1: To actually go figure out what kind of thing you want to create together.
0: Actually, hold on a second. I think you told me when we were meeting, the first step was to identify the talent and then to create the thing. So maybe we could start with the talent discovery thing, if you're cool with that, because at least that's what we talked about when we were, we were prepping this. Right. Yeah. You, no,
1: you're, you're a hundred percent. Right. Yeah. I, I skipped ahead. That. That's okay. And, and also when you're identifying talent, how do you identify that talent coming together on a weekly basis is. A way to get to know each other and to figure out who's leaning and leaning in and all of that good stuff so once you've done that and you start to identify talent you can start to think about what you could go build together so it's it's very quick there's lots of ways to go about identifying talent if we talk about ourselves we we just kind of ran through seasons We called them seasons. It was three months long. We would say, Hey, let's do this, 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 and this. (laughs) And people would pitch in, and you'd start to learn, like, sort of what people were good at and what people had a passion for. Um, That's the other thing, a good thing about DAOs is DAOs allow people to go after their passion and to work and do things that they want to do, versus in the corporate structure, it's like, Where'd you do, go to school? What was your resume? What's your background? All that sort of stuff. We cut all of that out and people can just tackle what they want to tackle. And then you just see where the chips land. So once you've identified people's talent through just literally saying, hey, let's do some stuff, right? Let's. It's not a business. It's not a product. We're just doing stuff. We're going to do metaverse tours. Let's organize metaverse tours. And you just get people doing it. And then people say, hey, we need to schedule this we need a website we need this we need this we and you kind of do those things and then you will naturally learn if you're business people you'll naturally start to figure out oh maybe there's a product here maybe there's a business here
0: yeah and you mentioned earlier that you started out with just sloss and seed club maybe you can and we're going to connect some of these dots here you know if you're actively inside of another Dow, you're gonna to begin to make contacts there and kind of see how they do it. Right. So maybe you could talk a little bit about how you use some of those relationships you built inside of Seed Club so people could understand that because that's gonna obviously it's one thing to be contributing and maybe you start contributing and then you learn how to find the contributors. Do you want to talk a little bit about what you were doing with Seed Club?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, one of the things that Seed Club did so well was they brought people together on a regular basis. And we just kind of saw where that went. And you know, if you look at the journey of C Club, their first thing was, "Hey, we're going to build the next generation of internet-based communities. So we're going to bring people together on the internet. We're going to see what they're passionate about, and we're going to help support them and help them grow." And you know, the first couple of cohorts, they, they basically ran this through cohorts. They brought people together. The first cohort, I think, it was just like it was just a bunch of friends that volunteered to be a part of the cohort i watched that sort of come to life and there were some cool projects that came out of it that were really impressive the next cohort just actually asked me if i had an idea and would like to apply we met on twitter just talking about social tokens and and nfts i was like yeah i have this idea for jump i'll i'll apply and the rest of the crew brought me in and out of that group, we had some really great projects come to life. Again, it was just trying to learn from each other and come together on a weekly basis. And then by the third cohort, Seed Club had two or 300 applicants start to apply. Wow! And that just showed the power of simply just bringing like-minded people together on a regular basis figuring out what they want to go do and build in the world, supporting them and each other. And then through that process, C Club has started to figure out, well, what are the things that are keeping these communities back? Is it finance? Is it promotion? Is it legal counsel? Is it access to talent? But what are all these fundamental things that are keeping these projects from getting started? Let's go build them either through a combination of internal resources that Seed club builds or by accessing the resources from these projects that are a part of the community.
0: Now let's talk about how you were able to identify someone inside of your community to help launch an NFT because I think this would be a good application of what you've done with Jason Keith.
1: Yeah, Awesome. So sort of separating the Sky Club NFT from a community driven NFT, Jason Keith, fantastic individual, massive community contributor on all fronts within the Jump Sky Club community. And as we came to life, so this is post launching the Sky Club token. So we've sort of formed this DAO. We have community members with talents and ideas themselves and Jason had been incubating this idea of a PFP project. He borrowed inspiration from the, the mission and the narrative of Parachute, Jump, and Sky Club. Massively talented as an artist, deeply understands sort of NFT culture and, and technology. And he came up with this idea for a PFP project that was inspired by the community and inspired by our narrative. And essentially, as a community member and as a token holder, he had this idea. I basically presented it to the community as, hey, I've got a PFP. Here's some ideas. Here's here's a look at the creative. Here's what it looks like. But I need some help. I need some help in certain areas. That basically kicked off two big discussions. One was, if you're familiar with PFPs, they have all sorts of traits, So what are all the traits that are going to be in this collection? Because it's very important that it represents who we are as a community. And then two, what is the name? And through about a two-month brainstorming process in Discord, community members suggested all kinds of amazing traits. And then the name Swoopas (laughs) came out of it. Uh, Someone said you know, when a parachute moves through the air, what does it sound like? And it's like, well, it swoops. And it's like, whoa. And then someone else was like, are these swoopas? And everybody's like, yeah, they're swoopas. So that's literally how the name kind of came.
0: Well, and what I think is really intriguing about what you've done here is here, you have an active member of your community who happens to be a designer. He's been on the show, Jason's been on the show. And what's really fascinating was he's contributing some of the proceeds back to the to the dow and the DAO is also helping promote it there's an intertwinedness here right
1: yeah so the question is sort of like where's the value exchange and value exchange can happen in all kinds of, of forms so there's a lot of ways to think about that in this case he really made a very simple decision and he said 10 percent of sales from the Swoopa nft are going to the Sky Club treasury governed by NFT holders, specifically for education.
0: Very cool. Very simple. So first step, come up with a mission. Second step, bring people together regularly. Third step, begin to cultivate deeper relationships with people so you can understand what their strengths and skills and interests are. And we've learned about how you did this with Jason. The fourth step is what? We've got like this. Now we've got a great relationship. We're meeting regularly. We're getting to know these people. Well, the fourth
1: step is real value and real value. Let's talk about it in the sense of, of business, because there's certainly real value that can be personal growth, relationship, things of that nature. And DAOs can form around that. And so that could be the value. But in this sense, we're saying, hey, we're actually thinking of DAOs in the form of an economic engine and in the form of a business and a different way to work, right? And if you work in a different way, you end up living in a different way. And so in this case, it's real value in terms of two things cash flow and assets, right? And so in order to do that and to have access to those things, you have to create real businesses. I mean, we typically call those startups if they're just getting going, right? But it doesn't mean that a DAO, a group of people who are very talented, could and they don't have to create the startup. I think another option is to approach an existing business and to say we can be your, we can attach our DAO to your business, and this will be good for all of us. And I don't, I haven't seen that happen, but I'm just throwing that out there as as sort of a real creation opportunity. And so for Sky Club in this case, there's really been two real value creation moments for Sky Club holders. It's one, the sell of Swoopas and 10% of those funds coming to the holders, specifically earmore, earmarked for proposals that will help further education. And then two, it's the creation of Jump News as a, a startup who, Will, and it makes complete sense. You have a, a, a group of uh, token holders who are some of the most talented brand builders and marketers in the world. Jump News can carve out a portion of its revenue and say, hey, help me grow. right?" And that's real value.
0: So, yeah, I want to explore this a little bit. So the startup Jump News is a business. The DAO is a DAO, a decentralized autonomous organization. They're tied at the hip in some sort of way startups don't always make money in the beginning so how eventually will the startup benefit the dow from a
1: financial okay. standpoint yeah it's earmarking funds that proposal members will be or sky club nft holders will be able to submit proposals to access those funds with the intention of helping that business grow which in this case is 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 jump news so that's the connection there financially
0: you have a bunch of marketers if you want to grow the marketing of jump news and you have a growth marketer who's a member of your community um, there might be some money set aside for that person or a series of persons to go ahead and get a, a retainer to help grow jump news is really what i'm hearing you say right
1: Yep, growth marketer, SEO, PR, events, writing, technical help—it really just runs the gamut. It's sort of just really the the startup, the the product in this case, saying, "Here are my challenges. I need help in these areas." But I also think it's important to leave the door open to say, "Hey, we're open to just ideas that you think will help grow the business. We may not necessarily even recognize what those are." So please submit proposals and then the community needs to help vet those right and the community is incentivized to help vet those because it strengthens the dao it strengthens the network it strengthens the the token that that everybody holds and if that relationship works then you're naturally going to have more businesses that want to partner with the dao now There are other things that these businesses can do and contribute to the DAO in a less direct and sort of financial
0: way. Yeah, that's what I I wanted to ask because, you know, not everybody in the DAO obviously is going to bid to do a project, right? So what's the value prop for the rest of the DAO owners? Well, one,
1: when someone is in a strong DAO, just the network of being in the DAO and the relationships that you have, are
0: very valuable.
1: Right. Priceless if you know how to operate in any in that environment. So that's fundamentally like if a DAO is good and if a DAO is strong, you have a network that is unparalleled.
0: But I would imagine there's also benefits that are going to come from the startup to the DAO members, for example. Maybe they get something free that everyone else has to pay for or something like that.
1: Oh, absolutely. So the DAO can do all kinds of things. Really, it's like, what resources does the startup have that it can bring to the table? So in the case of Jump News, Jump News has media, will have media distribution, should go live, (laughs) <laughs> before this interview airs. And so you know that, that's real value to the community. It's profiles, getting their ideas out into the world, and that helps everybody, not, not, not just the people whose ideas are being shared.
0: This is awesome. Is there anything else about Sky News that you want to mention? And if there isn't, I would love you to share where people can find out more about it and where they can discover more about you.
1: So Jump News, a couple things to just sort of to know. It will have all kinds of Web3 bells and whistles baked into it. So when you go to just about, I don't know, any media property, do you see a wallet connect option? Right. Does that media property change its content or change its functionality based off of the NFTs that you hold? No. So Jump News will have Web3 bells and whistles. Wallet integrations, NFT integrations. So it will approach news from a very Web3 and native way. So that's going to be super fun. We actually, our brand concept around it is the Infinity Rocket. So we have a a news NFT that delivers news all over the world. You need a rocket that moves really fast to deliver news all over the world. We called it the Infinity Rocket because it has uh, an engine The smart contract is the engine and it has endless ways that it can be upgraded, right? And so we have this fun NFT strategy that will tie into the news that will be awesome. Uh, As far as where to find me, Jeff Kaufman Jr. on Twitter and jumpnews.xyz.
0: Well, we should say it's not spelled out Jr., right? So it's Jeff. Kaufman is K-A-U-F-F-M-A-N for those listening. And then it's J-R at the end of it instead of the word junior. Yes, sir. And then uh, if they want to check out Sky News, is there a place they can go or if they want to check out your DAO or did you already mention that? Yeah. So as far
1: as Jump News, it's jumpnews.xyz. And then as far as Sky Club, it's skyclubnft.xyz. Although probably won't be live by the airing of this episode, but (laughs) SkyClub.world will eventually be the official home of the DAO. A lot of work to do to to build that, but that would be the other
0: property. Jeff Kaufman, thank you so much for answering all my questions. It's my hope that a lot of people that are listening are beginning to understand some of the interesting and creative uses of DAOs. Thank you so much for coming on today.
1: Awesome, Michael. Thanks for having me.
0: Hey, if you missed anything, we took all the notes for you over at socialmediaexaminer.com slash W56. And if you're new to the show, would you be sure to follow us? And would you let your friends know about this show? I'm at Stelzner on Instagram and at Mike underscore Stelzner on Twitter. This brings us to the end of yet another episode of the Web3 Business Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Stelsner. I'll be back with you next week. I hope you make the best out of your day and may Web3 continue to change your world. The Web3
1: Business Podcast is a production of Social Media Examiner. Examiner. The information provided in the Web3 Business Podcast is provided solely for educational purposes. Do not treat what you hear as investment,
0: trading, or financial advice. Do your own research. Hey, just a quick reminder, join the Social Media Marketing Society today and level up your marketing for your company or your clients. Visit smmarketingsociety.com to find out more.